It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. Oh, God! Nobody! Nobody's what? Nobody's ever done that! A podcast focusing on AEW. Two! No! That doesn't mean our hosts won't go down rabbit holes and end up talking about other promotions. Let's, let's rewind because I like to go down rabbit holes. But they try to keep focused on AEW. I told you, we can't go down rabbit holes. Join Tanner Lee, Austin Shepard, and Paul Zartman. I don't have control, do I? As they recap this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. If we went off matches here, I'd be champion. If, if some bucks were candy nuts, it'd be Christmas all the time. Don't forget to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your other podcast and if you're listening on apple podcast be sure to give the kicking out podcast that five star rating these boys want to be five star kop don't forget to check out kickingoutshop.com it's your place to go for great merchandise from the kicking out podcast that way you can support a great podcast and look fantastic doing so get that dude some pants this is the first boys a rabbit hole in the closing and now let's get right into it it's another episode of the kicking out podcast It is Wednesday night. It's August 2nd, 2023. Hard to believe we're in August already. Huge month for AEW as we have All In at Wembley to close the month out on the 27th, then All Out to start September. We finally got a match for All In tonight. The match. This MGF titled it. We'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about uh, the Elite resigning with AEW. We'll be talking about the American Nightmare becoming Cody Rose documentary and much, much more. Plenty of rabbit holes will uh, will be going down, I'm sure, along the way. I'm Tanner Lee, back this week. Thanks to my co-host Paul Zarman and Austin Shepard for filling in for me on short notice last week. Appreciate it. How we doing, fellas? Hey, it's Wednesday night, and we're all here. That is true. So what do you want to talk about? <laughs> A whole bunch of stuff. Whole bunch of stuff, yeah. yeah. And, we, and we looks like we got a comment right away. If my mouse wants to work here, oh Maj, Majin in the house. We'll be talking about the women's title finding its way back home. That indeed, yes, we will. That yes, indeed, will. new AW Women's Champ. Ninth time the title has changed hands in the company's short history. Which tonight was Dynamite episode two hundred. Pretty hard to believe. If. I'm trying to say this politically correct because you know me, I'm politically correct. Oh boy. Um, oh yeah, Shep. The saving grace to that match was the title switch. If the title switch didn't happen, I was not happy with the way the show ended. I thought the show was too good to have a lackluster main event. Then I got to thinking about halfway through, why do they make this match the, the main event for one? I could see this match even actually kicking it off if they weren't going to change the title. So I was pretty convinced that they were going to they're going to do the switch. And then as the match went on, I'm like, no, no. And then I got to give them credit. The ending saved this match the last, I'd say, what, minute and a half? Maybe mm-hmm. two minutes of the match? Yeah. So it, it made sense, and it made me not get angry. Yeah, Paul and I were actually texting kind of about that. We didn't want to include you because we didn't know how far behind you were and we didn't want to spoil anything. I said, one or two things is going to happen with this match being made of it. We're getting a title change or we're getting a big return 
from somebody. So then we start guessing who the return could be. And well, there's only two people could the return could have been. It could have been Thunder or Jade. Yeah, which Thunder's pretty much I think going to be what, what? What do they call him now? Collider? Is that what Punk's term terming the sure. Collision guys? And then yeah, I, I saw I saw Jade made a comment. She don't know if she ever wants to come back. I know. I I got to think that's a little BS. fluff, but. And speaking of the women, I'm sure we'll we'll get into this later, but I feel bad for Jamie Hayter. I mean, I think everything was in line for her to come back at all in in her home country, but it sounds like her injury is a lot worse than uh, previously thought, according to FIFO Select's uh, SRS, Sean Ross Sapp, and she might not be back until 2024. Wow. So, yeah, sucks for her. But but we'll get out into all of that and more. But, uh, Paul, lead us off with a question. Hey, Shep. What are we drinking? Well, we got a little bit of a smorgasbord tonight just because I was running late. So uh, my, my normal my normal go-to, right, I only had like half of it down. There's still half of it in there, right? So I'm thinking, man, I know how you guys like to ramble and go down rabbit holes. And oh, yeah, that's podcast Longer than it should go, right? <laughs> so I still got a half a toddy here. The old, the old classic kettle, and then I, I went out because I got some, uh, I got a fresh batch of uh, Kalen and Kalen pickles. Since somebody's trying to rob us of doing a Kalen Kalen review, which I've did it a long time ago. No names thrown out there because I don't like that. I thought that guy looked weird. Um, <laughs> so I went ahead and grabbed one of the original goats, uh, a high noon pineapple. Yeah, so I got one of those, and then if I go through that. I go through this. I got a backup of the original and a little bit, as Jericho would say, the bubbly. So, like I said, I got a little bit of a smorgasbord tonight. I got three drinks to get me through tonight. If for some, rock. If for some reason my camera goes out, I'm going to pull a TK like you did on Ariel Hawani and go use the little boy's room. Because that guy drank, you know, 14 pots of coffee. I'm going to have a couple toddies. Same thing, right? Majid says it sounds like Shep's getting drunk tonight. Well, I tell you, old uh, Majid, I just got back from Tanner's homeland. And that place, don't take this wrong way, that place sucks. <laughs> the elevation bullshit sucks. Made me sicker than a dog. It, it can do that to you. It can definitely do that to like, you. Uh, and and I tell you what, you could tell me that there's a million dollars in Honolulu, Hawaii, but you have to fly through Denver Airport, and I would say pass. That airport <laughs> sucks. Worst airport in the world. Let alone if you're by yourself. But try f- flying with two kids under the age of three with car seats. And that airport sucks. At 4 a.m. in the morning on Monday morning, there was 25. I was the 25th hundred person in security at 4 a.m. Yeah, their security is awful. Okay. Now, I will give them credit. It, we, we didn't have a long standing. Like if I could give them a little bit of mm-hmm. titch, a titch. That's, mm-hmm. You know what a titch is, Paul? Just yeah. a little bit. Okay. We didn't stand still a lot, but I bet you I was over a half. When I got in the line at security, I had a half mile to go. It went out of security around baggage claim down some random hallway that I'm pretty sure we weren't supposed to be down. 
<laughs> so, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Again, good haven't stuff. had a lot of uh, adult beverages since Denver, so maybe I'll have a couple tonight. Well, that's uh, that's fitting because I uh, I'm drinking a little Colorado Zone tonight. Yeah, mountains are blue. Mountains are blue. I I had a couple out there, and just because they don't have. I went to a, we went to a rodeo. Shep went to a rodeo, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. They Where was that at? Uh, Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Oh, okay. Up in the, yeah. up in the mountains. That's okay. what it, So Denver's like what? Like 6,500, 7,000 feet? 5,280. Okay, whatever. He didn't even have to look that exactly, up. Exactly a mile high. <laughs> so we went up into the mountains to 12,000 feet. And then back down to Steamboat Springs, which is like 7,500 or 7,065. I don't know. Uh, I needed that, Paul. I needed more Gatorade. I drank a lot of Gatorade, and it still didn't help. Fruit punch. Yeah. Well, uh, I finally tagged uh, Kettle last week, and so I'm going to keep tagging them. They'll probably end up blocking us eventually. but That's okay. Kettle, if you block me, I'll switch to Tito's. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Shots fired you know there, what? Kettle. Kettle, if you block me, I'll switch to Tito's on the pod. On the pod. I've been a loyal customer for a long time. A good 15, 16, 17, 8, 9, 20. It keeps increasing. keeps increasing. You're like MJF with the attendance numbers. It's going to be a A 99,000 in attendance. Oh, that guy. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm anxious to talk about him later, but we opened the show tonight with Chris Jericho and Kanosuke Takeshka against Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara. So Jericho opening up in his uh, where he lives in Tampa, Florida, the Yingling Center. Uh, hot crowd tonight. I thought Tampa represented well tonight. That was a very Absolutely. good crowd. Very good crowd. Um, I wasn't going to guess that this crowd or this match was going to open things up, but here we are. Neither would I have, but hey. Uh, of course, a lot of back and forth action. Of course, Dirty Don, Don Callis gets involved, slides, uh, or I thought he was going to slide Jericho the bat, but actually hits um, Garcia with the bat himself. And Jericho's looking at him like, what did you do? What did you do? But then he eventually hooks the leg for the one, two, three. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, the announcers are playing it up. Jericho's got a lot to think about. Big moment in Jericho's career. What did you guys think about the opener? Censorship was a little behind on the wording, but, you know, <laughs> Ship's favorite word got out there. But, hey. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I thought Jericho sold it perfectly. He looked at Don and said, what the? I catch myself. Yep. And we're yep. too early to have a, an E in there. But yeah. if uh, I thought it played in – I thought it was well played because Jericho generally looks shocked. Mm -hmm. And then you could tell he was generally upset for a moment. Like, I don't want, I don't want this to go out this way. And then Jericho does Jericho and makes the pin. Yep. Oh yeah. Win's a win in Jericho's book. Um, I still think Don Callis, all of a sudden tonight, he reminds me of uh, Shredder from, <laughs> <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle because he's got I, I swear the scar I swear before he goes out makeup puts a little coloring there on that scar just to emphasize it to make it oh yeah 
make it a little bit more noticeable. Make I it mean, I, I've got a slice on my hand there, and I mean, I've got to get my hand all the way up to the camera for you yeah. to even see the scar. Yeah. yeah, I got nine stitches in my forehead, and you can't see unless I get clear up to the webcam. Exactly. So, yeah. Nine. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, when I was a first grad, I got hit by a golf club right oh. in the head. Nine stitches. Like you had nine stitches right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> I want had that. nine that's... stitches. Have a scar. Uh, scar. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, Words that, are hard. That's where, that's where he was last Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> Getting stapled up. Thankfully, no. But uh, obviously, he mouthed off at the wrong time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> oh, you got a lot to learn, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's another. That's a whole other podcast. That's people. a whole. That's a big rabbit hole. <laughs> We'll That's do a, a whole podcast all. called uh, "Marriage Advice for Tanner Lee." <laughs> you know what? I could, I could, we could start a, I could start a marriage therapist podcast <laughs> with my experiences. <laughs> Sounds like a nice side hustle. You know what? I bet you them therapists charge like a buck twenty-five an hour. I'd do it for like twenty-five bucks an hour and a cocktail. So, <laughs> <laughs> what a deal! Yeah, what a deal. We'll work something out, Shep. We'll barter something out for you. Oh, yeah. I'm available. <laughs> I got nothing but time. So Jericho. Busy. Jericho and, and Keshka get the win. Then we see TK showing backstage another weird pre-tape, which he's not even looking at the camera. He's yeah. reading about uh, video clips and his, AEW's history since tonight's Dynamite 200. And then we see a uh, montage of clips but the interesting thing the first very wrestler the first wrestler you see cody and brandy Rhodes. yep and then he saw a lot of cody earlier on and it early on and it was in chronological oil order kind of but um so he fades away as it goes on but i i you know i thought kudos to AEW. they don't run away from their past don't run away from you know one of their founding fathers who's now one of the biggest superstars in wwe they don't, they don't hide that They've got no reason to. I think with the documentary, which obviously we'll get into later, one of the few uh, projects that WWE has done that has included in another company, <clears throat> I think it just helps AEW. It really does. If there, if there was that one professional wrestling fan that literally just watched WWE, Knew Cody before, could care less what Cody did for that little stint. When I say little stint, what, five years? Was it five years? Four, yeah, five 20, years. 2016 to early yeah. 2022. Okay, so yeah, five, six years. If they could care less, and then now they're a Cody fan coming back, I think they need to know. Oh, yeah. So, good for WWE to do it. Mm -hmm. I think that just takes that random WWE fan and going, Wait a minute. There was some cool stuff going on on, on on TBS, TNT. It does nothing but help AEW. It has, even though Triple H made his comment, which we'll get into later, it does nothing but help AEW. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, we're definitely getting in Trip's comment later, for sure. For sure. Uh, we then see Jericho backstage in... Uh, Matt Menard, Daddy Magic, comes up to him before Renee can really talk to Jericho and says, next week, mandatory JAS meeting. And Jericho then walks away. 
Hopefully, it's led by Daddy Magic. Yep. Yep. It's. Shep's nips will be hard. I've I've seen the dirt sheets throw out a potential match at All In for Jericho, and it would be really interesting if they're right. I've I've seen a uh, a couple matches thrown around on the internet here uh, the last couple weeks that I really hope aren't true. Is one yeah, of them bigger? Uh, no, one of them this is, one's. Oh. Th- this match that I'm referring to would make. Tanner right, and he'd be a solo host on KOP if that was the point. Oh, I didn't see that one. Oh, I uh, haven't seen that one. Yeah, I saw rumored, and again, I'm sure this is all fan-made, but uh, it was Cassidy taking on Goldberg. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. I don't see that happening, but the one yeah. I saw, Jericho taking on arguably the best wrestler in the world, which I mean, Jericho usually can ramp it up when he has Really good talent like that, but I don't know. I don't know if he could hang with this guy right now. Well, that, that didn't narrow it down too much there, Tanner. Not not AW guy. He's wrestled AW multiple times, but he's not a, not all elite. That still doesn't narrow it down a whole lot. Tanahashi. No, but right company. Oh, Osprey. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, Callus, remember, Callus kind of got involved with Osprey and Omega. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know. Now, I could, I could get behind Takeshna and Osprey. Yes. <laughs> but I think, well, I don't know. I think we get the rubber match, don't we? That's what I'm hoping for, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm still shocked that we're we're in the month of August. We have one match so far for the, but, for the card. I sent you guys this earlier, early in the week, and I think it was Bully Ray. It was Bully. Tweeted, yep. away, tweet, tweeted it out and said, look, you got 76,000 tickets sold out of, what, 79 possible, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they think 79 or 80, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. He goes, damn near a sellout. I would not announce a match, period. A, you're going to have asses in the seats. And B, you got guys like us in the States going, uh, <laughs> I can watch to see what the hell's going to happen. So I'm buying the $50 pay per view. Yep. Yep. What a absolute mind. You know what I'm going to want to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here it is, August 2nd. If we only get one match, and hints of matches up to it. TK's a legend. My opinion. Not gonna happen. It would be, yeah, something we've never we something we've never seen done before. That's for sure. But if anybody's gonna do it, it's TK. You're right. You're right. He is a visionary, kind of like old uh Paul Heyman was back in the day for ECW, which Tony's a big ECW fanboy, which we saw in this next segment with Jack Perry supposed to be have a face-to-face confrontation with Jerry Lynn. Jack Perry does come out. I will say Jack's really getting into the heel role. He's getting more heat every week, feeling more comfortable as a heel. I'm liking it. I'm digging it. Wonder what Majin thinks. I know if he's still tuning in, because I know he he has had some interesting opinions about Jack Perry. Um, what I like, Jack Perry steals the microphone away from Shivani and Shivani's like 
still trying to act like he's going to talk. So Jerry Lynn comes out. He said he's he doesn't run the show. He's too old. Doctors wouldn't clear him to come to the ring. But he called a good friend who wrestled in ECW, still wrestles today, Rob Van Dam. Makes his AEW debut. Comes out to the Panera theme. Place goes nuts. RVD uh, confronts Jack. Jack rolls out of ring. Jack tries to sneak back in and hit RVD with the chair, but RVD avoids it. And then uh, tries to kick Perry, but Perry escapes. Next week, RVD, Jack Perry for the FTW Championship. I thought they would uh, maybe put this at all in. But as big as an ECW fan as I am, or I was, I should say, um, and I love those RVD Jerry Lynn matches back in the day. Those guys beat the living tar out of each other. Um, and RVD in his probably mid to early fifties, probably I'm guessing. Looking it up. Oh, good. There you go. Fifty-two. Um, he hasn't wrestled uh, nationally in the states since 2019 Impact. He wrestled his last match, I think, was with Noah last year. Uh, he, he looked okay. Um, <laughs> gained a little he weight. Yeah, he like, gained a little weight. Lost a little muscle. I mean, he still did that spinning heel kick. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, what? okay. Can he keep up though with Jack? I mean, Jack's 26 years old or whatever the hell we talked about last time. To me, I classify this as, as one of those matches I hate when I have a Rey Mysterio versus a Mark Henry, a uh, Commander versus a Bill. I ain't going to give say the big Bill. You know, <laughs> one of those small versus big matches. This is To me, this is almost kind of like the same thing when you have a, a guy that is agile and as quick as, as Jack and then RVD. Again, we haven't seen what he can do. If, if he proves me wrong at 52 years old, he proved me wrong. Um, but I don't see this match going more than eight to ten minutes. I, I just hope he shows up sober next week. No way. Because <laughs> you well, can definitely tell in that backstage but, interview possibly, he was not. Sober. <laughs> uh, yes. Well... Not stoned out of his what? mind. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, not, I know. I don't, he's not coming under the ring, aka Jeff Hardy, drunk. Right, right, right. He, um, RVD is such a veteran when it comes to uh, comes to marijuana. He'll be all right. <laughs> what was that? If you guys remember, and this goes back a while, you remember when him and Sabu, yes, were on the Raw roster. Mm-hmm. And they got pulled over going from town to town. They got busted mm-hmm. pot. Yep. yep. And it was a big deal. And this was like 05, 06 maybe? 06 because he lost his WWE championship. He was yep. the champ at the he time. He was the champ. Okay. And yeah. he got suspended and he had a, never got it back. Yeah. Yeah. It was a real big deal. It was in Ohio. Yeah. He retires belts, guys. Remember that. <laughs> he did. <laughs> yes, makes he them does. big and then retires them. So, okay. So, we're we're obviously not going to get RVD and, and Jack at uh, in Wembley. Where's this going, guys? I mean, do you see Hook coming back and, and, and fighting him at all in, or are we going to get some other ECW legend or a combination? I mean, that's kind of what I'm thinking. You look at the ECW legends that are still performing today in, in small shows. You got Dreamer that does, he'll go to any house show 
or any gymnasium show that's got 10 people. Bless his heart. Mm-hmm. Ultimate baby face of ECW. Obviously, RC, R, RVD. Sandman still shows up at stuff. Definitely not in the shape to perform at the level that we need at, with, with Jack Perry. Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Al Snow. Shane Douglas doesn't do much. He does signings and stuff anymore. You you get out of those guys. I know. And, and you're done. You know, yeah, you got Bully Ray. but He's he, not coming over. He's Bully Ray. He's not mm. Bubba Dudley. Mm. He's Bully Ray. Um, is it Raven with NWA right now? Uh, Raven's done some stuff. But or MLW, one of those two. I think it's MLW. MLW, MLW. I, I don't think Raven can do any better. They're all old. They're, yeah. I mean, I mean unfortunately, you know, 20 years ago they were in their prime. Yeah. So, yeah. I, maybe, maybe we get Hook and Taz gets involved. Maybe. I that's... mean, there's there's no way there's no way Taz can have a match. I wouldn't think so. No. I think I think he had worse neck surgery than Jerry Lynn, didn't he? I think so. I mean, I, mean, I remember he broke his neck. I he, can't even ma- remember Taz's last. I mean, it was the early 2000s last time I think we saw. Yeah, him. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he left WWE and went right to Impact for commentary, if I believe. Right. He did mm-hmm. some commentary for WWE, but then then impact then, and then, then impact. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I love the ECW references because TK's a fan, and I love all that. But unfortunately, this time this time of the yeah uh, this, this day and age, I should say it's it's kind of sailed. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We then got a match that exceeded my expectations tonight: the uh, Pinta Moxley. Trent, anything goes match. I mean, it was announced last week at the close of the show. I'm thinking, eh, you know, okay, that's weird. It's kind of just random. But this was fun. This was a lot of fun, I thought. Um, we had trash can spots, ta- tons of table spots. I got, I got, I got one beef. I got a thumb, beef. Thumbtack spots. Um, but the guy who, in my opinion, was the least likely to come out victorious, came out victorious. Trent. Kind of stole a win, but he, but he, but he stole the win. Hold on, I, I unplugged my computer. Uh, I, I got one beef with this, and it's not, a, it's not a bad beef. If okay, if anybody noticed, right when Mox dropped the thumbtacks, they zoomed in. Mm-hmm. Okay, did anybody notice anything odd? He was. Not bleeding. Well, okay. Well, yeah, you couldn't see his forehead. But, yeah, he wasn't bleeding. <laughs> Mox has made a good amount of money over the last, let's just say, four years with AEW. Mm-hmm. You guys can agree with me, right? Yes. He always wears those Under Armour boots. Mm-hmm. Like high-top Under Armour combat boots, right? Mm-hmm. The boots he was wearing tonight are coming apart. This almost pisses me off as much as Rick Knox's pants. Get Mox, the dude some pants. Get Mox, get your new pair of shoes, man. They're coming apart at the seams. I know you wear them every day. He, he talks about he wears them to work out in. Okay, great. <laughs> you found a pair of shoes you love. I'm not going to judge you on that, right? I'm the same way. If I find something I like for a big guy, fat guy like me, I'm going to buy everyone <laughs> in every color. I can wear it every day. But Mox, you make a lot more money than I do. 
get you a new pair of damn Under Armour <laughs> boots. I almost want to buy a pair of them. They're probably 80, 90 bucks. And I want to ship them to Cincinnati and say, put the damn things on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for some some low grade ones, but for some high quality ones, you're you're a couple hundred. Uh, still, Paul, the guy makes six figures, if not seven figures. Yeah, I know. I oh, know. That was my rant. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. A fired up ship and a rant, but it wasn't like real negative. I like it. No, no, and, no. And, and, and I like mocks. Yeah, get the dude some dumb stuff. Shoes. I like mocks, but. They're literally coming apart at the seams right at the where the toe bends. <laughs> Get you a new pair of shoes, Mox. I was trying to find something uh, because today, and I was trying to find the exact year, and I thought it was funny that, of course, we get a Mox match. Um, barbed wire was patented today. Oh, of course. I was trying to look up what year it was, but I can't find it now. Love it. Love it. After the match, we saw Mox lock in a sleeper hold, but outside the ring, Claudio and Wheeler Eater were brawling with Chucky e. T and Orange Cassidy. Despite the jump start, best friends got the better than the BCC in the end. And Chuck Taylor says, Rampage Friday night, parking lot brawl. Pretty big time match for Rampage. Yeah, boy. I liked the match. I liked it even more that Beretta went over because mm-hmm. it was a shock to everybody. Yeah, good for him, too. I like Britta a lot. He's got the look. He's got the athleticism. He can work. The guy that just ruins it for me is the Kentucky gentleman. I'm right there with you. I, I just – And I don't want to pick on him because no. his physique's not there. He's got the red face and the cheeks, and it looks like his he has some type of – spa facial every day chemical peel on his face and i'm and i'm not picking on him he might have a medical condition and you guys can make fun of me about it but he just doesn't look like a professional wrestler where trent does and i'm not you know i'm not a professional wrestler i can't go in the rain i would blow up in 20 seconds so i'm not trying to rip him but compared to trent and orange he's the weak link as far as in ring work And that's crazy to think because when the best friends made their debut in AEW, you and I, we were doing this podcast at that time. We're talking that Orange would be the weak link of the group. I know. (laughs) How four years have turned this around? I didn't like. I didn't like Orange when we when I when you guys invited me to join the podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I was pretty negative against Orange. It took a while. Yeah, it took a while for him. This uh, all Atlantic or. What's it called now? Not all Atlantic. International. All international title run uh, for me to really get on board with him. And, you know, there was, I don't know how many dynamites or how many rampages in a row where he led the the show off with a banger of a match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's TK's go-to guy. So. To the point that it seems weird when Orange Cassidy doesn't open the show now. You know what, though? I, I could I could take a break from that, and then have him come back. That's that's okay. Yep, yep, yep. The AW's got such a deep roster; they can they can start it with a majority of guys. Um, we saw a world champ come out in MJF. Big pop from the crowd. Hey, cheers, kosher deal this week. Perfect. Perfect time with Kalen, Kalen Pickles there uh, as Chef's taking a crunch. MJF's so good, man. He's so damn good um the whole crowd's cheering for him and he 
he pretty much he, he go, and I like when he does this. He goes back. And he's telling him telling him a real life story. I'm I'm assuming it's a real life story that he went through of getting harassed for being Jewish. Um, says he still wakes up in a cold sweat about you know getting told pick it up Jew boy, pick it up when uh, these kids were bullying him and abusing him and, and 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 he blacks out a lot of it, but he still remembers when that kid threw quarters at him. And he said, so he decided that if he wanted to survive in, the, in this life, he had to stab people in the back because they could stab him. However, he's starting to realize that there's that's not the way to live. While he protected himself, he became one of them, became a scumbag. He said it's hard to be vulnerable and open up, and he knew it would kill him if he opened himself up and was rejected by the fans. However, he's not scared anymore, and that's because of all the fans he admit. He is still a scumbag, but he's ready to be the fan scumbag, which they'd start chanting, you're a scumbag. He said the person who taught him that he can trust and be vulnerable deserves a friend is adam cole adam cole comes out which i thought was interesting didn't come out with his music just came out and uh, he admits mgf impresses him every day it's not just because he's one of the best in the world but because he's the man he's becoming cole admits uh, he used to be a jerk because he was scared as well and he says max is becoming the man he was meant to be so he's incredibly proud of mgf and so are the fans Says uh, MGF says he called Cole out because he made him a promise that win or lose against FTR, he'd get a shot triple B. And then he said uh, he wasn't going to give Cole that match. And everybody's confused, starting to boo. He said because he doesn't deserve just any match, he deserves the match in front of the most historic crowd and main event, Wembley, all in. Cole signs the contract, and then they hug it out. And uh, backstage, we see Roddy Strong, Roderick Strong, freaking out about the entire situation, slamming stuff on the ground, yelling. Then we see the kingdom come and point out that uh, Adam Cole's forgot about his other friends and walks away. Wouldn't be the first time Cole's forgotten about friends. I didn't I didn't care for that part of the segment. I thought it was a little bit much. I, You got Roderick, Roderick Strong for the last, what, three weeks with a neck brace? Yeah. Right, three, four. Yes, yeah, uh, Joe attacked him a collision about a month back. Yeah, but since then he's been all over the independents, having some really good matches. And I know, I know that doesn't that doesn't count on television. Kayfabe, kayfabe, whatever. Yeah, just like uh, QT rips, he tears it up down in Mexico, but then he's yeah, packed up. But anyways, um, I love the point where he's talking about MJF. Let's go back to that. He talks about his real life experiences, and he basically just says, "Look, I'm a, I'm gonna be a scumbag. I'm, a, I'm a heel, right? I'm a heel. I'm gonna do this, but I'm your heel." And he gets the pop. So right now, MGF can do no wrong, right? When he did the, I'm not gonna. You don't deserve a match. I really thought we were gonna get a best out of three. Like, you deserve more than one match. Like, you, if we're going to do this, you're going to have to beat me twice or I'm going to have to beat you twice. It's kind of what I thought. And then we got the the main event at Wembley. So, it worked. Now, it was interesting. At first, I thought it was the main event. But then I went back on Twitter and AEW and TK just say world title. They didn't say main event. I thought the he said commentators main event, didn't he? did. Yeah, the commentators did, though. You're right. Commentary. So, MGF never said main event. He said the match. The match. So, I mean, it probably will be the main event. You know, 
great. It is one of the best stories right now, professional wrestling. It's your world title match for the men's. It probably should be the main event, but there's there's only one other match that could be main event. Yeah, and it doesn't look like it's going to happen. That's that's FTR and Punk versus the Elite. Yep. But I think in Wembley, in in his home country, you're going to get Osprey and, and Omega, and you have a chance the following uh, following week at All Out, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In Chicago, I think that's when you're going to get FTR and and Punk versus the Elite. You you still think we're going to get that match in 2023? Yep. yep. And the reason why is what. Omega said in the ring tonight, I'm going to show up on Dynamite, Rampage, ROH, ROH. and even Collision. (laughs) Which got some booze out of the crowd, which we'll we'll talk about here in a minute. But speaking of the Elite, good news for all AW fans today. The Elite, Adam Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, Matt, and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, all re-signed to All Elite Wrestling for uh, multi-year deals, um, it's not confirmed what the deal, how long the deals are, how expensive the deals are, but they're thought to be three to four-year contracts and pretty hefty price tags on all of them. So. Well, hey, look, the, the Jackson boys bought all that uh, ground in Palm Springs. They got to <laughs> pay for it, you know, multi-million-dollar mansions. Yep. So, you know, hey, since the Wendy's and Chili's deal fell through, way to step up, TK. Yeah, yep, TK had to provide the dough there. Help them and, out. And if you're you're gonna talk about contracts, let's not overlook Dark Order signed a multi-year contract as well. They did. Uh they didn't get a press release or anything, but uh nope. they they signed three year contracts and yeah, I mean they've been an AEW staple as well, just kind of soured in my mind, but I still think I don't know, I think they get stuck to... with the dark order until negative one turns eighteen. You're probably right. I, I think Dark Order could be very, very valuable in ROH. I do too. I do I too. I agree. I agree. Oh, I did not know this. Majin said Kip Sabian resigned too. I missed that. Oh, hey. Okay. I was a little shocked at that one because I figured he'd won out pretty quick. It's interesting because a lot of the original AWDs are coming up. So we're going to mm-hmm. see people either resign or leave. Or You mean we're not going to see Luther anymore? He'll uh, probably be backstage role, which which that was mentioned what in the was, press release. Did it go? <laughs> in his uh, oh my two, gosh, 200 losses. Uh, uh, we are not going to see Fuego, though. No Fuego. He's on the independence. Poor Fuego. But uh, it was in the press release today that Kenny, Matt, and Nick are still going to be running targets as they are still EVPs. Look up. Mm. Mm. I can't even. I, actually, you know what? After the last three months, I don't know if you want to manage a target. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, Majin said, I'm enjoying Dark Order and ROH now. They're feud with. I can't remember the other team that Grayson is part of. What is that team? Um, it's with um, uh, the Dreads dude. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, yeah. uh, God, what? <sighs> I used to watch it. I know, uh, I know. The Enlightenment or something like that? No, nah, it used to be the Dreads dude and Matt Taven. Righteous, the Righteous. 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 Yeah. Okay. I had to look it up. Thank you, Internet. Because I, I saw a, a meme of the Righteous and Dark Order together, and they were the Righteous Order. Eh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, it's a fan-made thing, but still. 
Speaking of the elite, they were up next on tonight's program where it took on Double J, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh. Oh God! I don't know if I hate. I don't know who I hate more, Satnam Singh or Big Bill. At least Big Bill can work in the ring. Did you see the way that dude hit the ropes? Yeah, that's a big boy. Look, he's like ten feet tall, and you can't that's a teach big that. Boy. Just leave him alone. Like, get, just move on. I, I did laugh. You know, the lead had some comedic bits in the match tonight, where Matt comes up to. Saddam's like stomach and he wants no part of him, so he goes to tag, tag Nick or Kenny and they walk away that was from good. the ring. That, that was that was pretty good. I enjoyed and, that. Um and then but, the uh, sneaky tag in from Matt to Nick. Yep, sneaky tag in. Uh in the end, there was no doubt the lead were gonna get the win, but they had some help as uh Karen J- Jarrett tried to get involved, but Brandon Cutler sprayed her in the face, and then uh Sanjay ended up uh punching Cutler, but then the Hardys. That was just kind of random, wasn't it, a little bit? Matt and Nick come down, and uh, or Matt and Nick, jeez. Matt and Jeff, too many Matts. Matt and Jeff come down, which first time we've seen Jeff Hardy in a while. Um, besides the rampage of that battle royal, I guess we just got. But um, he has a twist of fate on, on Sanjay. Then uh, Omega, the, the guitar is still in the ring. And Omega hits a V-trigger on uh, Lethal, then the one-winged angel. And uh, then... Uh, also, Adam Page appears to hit a buckshot lariat before. That's before Omega hit the one wing angel on, on Lethal, and the lead get the win. Um, then uh, you know we had Kenny playing the guitar a little bit. Then I think Nick took the guitar and was strumming along. And Adam Page takes the mic, says they've all all resigned with all Elite Wrestling. They're happy to be here, and here's the next 200 episodes. Omega said whether it be Dynamite, Rampage, ROH, or even Collision, you'll see more of them. Crowd cheers. They're sent off for the night. Yeah. Yeah. Were you shocked that Lethal took the pin? No. I thought Satnam would. I thought Satnam or Jared. I think Lethal is a great, great performer just buried in this faction that Lethal could be in the easy TNT scene, if not one of those upper mid-carters that could tease for the world championship because the guy can just work his tail off um, and, and is super talented. And, you know, I was thinking of this during that match um, between double J and lethal. You've got probably close to 60 years of experience in the ring. I mean, lethal has been doing this since 2001. So there you've got 20 yeah, plus years. 20 and Jared, plus. Probably at least since late the early 30s, early, 40s mark. Is he late 80s, early 90s? Or late 80s. Yeah. Yeah. So 60 years of experience almost between just those two individuals. And I, yeah. I, I think we've seen a resurgence from, from Jeff. Um, Ain't he great? He isn't like for an, for an elderly guy on his way out Lap nuts. he's doing really really well and yes. i even liked his when he was on the independence for AEW that that last outlaw gimmick he did and he showed up in GCW a couple times um really really enjoyed that of him he can still move he's still agile at his age not a problem with him 
I just thought he or Satnam should have taken the pin tonight, which I guess you're going to – I don't know how. You can barely knock the guy down, so I don't know how you can get him to take a pin. So it had to be Jeff to take the pin. But, yeah, I, I just think we can do way more with Lethal right now. We really could, whether it's on AEW or even throw him in ROH. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's proven an ROH. So so do we want the black machismo to come back? I think it's a great gimmick. Really yeah. Good. I think it's a great gimmick, and I still I can watch it over and over and over again. The the woo off with him and Flair and Impact that it's a Flair was so pissed off. That is a million dollar segment. Oh, nature boy! And 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 I remember back in the uh, uh, being the elite segments where he would have the moments of being. Black Machismo and didn't understand what's going on. I love those segments. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that was he. He struck gold with that because his his career was struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and TNA, I mean, he always saw the promise, but he just couldn't find his niche. And then he found that, mm-hmm. and that took him to the next level for sure, for sure. We then got one of my favorite things of, of the night: a great video package shown of. A.R. Fox and Swerve Strickland showing up at the Buddy Wayne Academy, Nick Wayne, where Nick Wayne trains at his house, and they jump him as he and and everybody's working with and leave him a bloody mess, and then end up calling Darby. I thought this was really really good. This is a good story they're telling. Yes, I wouldn't call it a bloody mess. I would call it a a pool. Of blood. <laughs> a bloody mess is what Mox does on a Wednesday morning. That's true. That's true. And and they hit him with a a picture frame, a glass mm-hmm. picture frame. Now whether it was a, a cut the hard way or or he gigged himself, right? Probably a little sugar glass and gigged himself would be my guess. But hey, if maybe he not. did, if he did, he caught a gusher. He got him good. Yeah, because at first it was just normal, and then as they kept going back, and did you even Ar Fox kind of looked back as as as. Uh, Swerve started to talk and he kind of looked and he was like, Oh, like, like it was, it was, it was shocking. And then the, the last picture, there was a pool of blood that he was laying in. Oh like, man. Yeah. But they, they just ramped this rivalry up to personal. It's, mm-hmm. it's good stuff. I like it. I like it a lot. And AR Fox, I can get on board with him being in Swerve's um, stable. But Hey, you know, uh, to quote you on Twitter, Weren't we told that uh, AEW can't tell stories? That's what the internet tells me. <laughs> they they have their moments. They struggle some, and then they have, they have their moments. This one they do. They they have a good one here, um, and the reason they have a good one is because all four guys in this this storyline can work. Yeah, can work. You know what? I'd love to see it. We well, we've seen them. A.R. Fox versus Darby, and A.R. Fox versus Nick, uh, Nick versus Swerve, and, and vice versa. Like all four of these guys can put on entertaining matches, and there's guys that have been paired with Sir before that can't even wrestle. Yeah. So, very true, very true. Just my two cents. We then got some uh, ROH titles defended as our ROH World Tag titles were on the line with Aussie Open versus Commander and uh, uh, Delphi Kingo 
Um, I always screw up his name. Who might as well be all elite at this point. He shows up very often, but he hardly ever gets a W. And tonight he took another L as Aussie Open. Uh, we're successful in defending the ROH tag titles. Um, pretty good match though. A lot of action going on. I mean, we saw some crazy moves. We saw a double four fifty splash. Uh, to Davis, but Fletcher broke it up. Then we saw uh, Vikingo get launched to the barricade toward the end of the match, but Commander missed his next aerial attempt, and then Ozzy Open squashed him with a double clothesline, the most famous move in wrestling right now, and then nailed another double-team move, slamming his face first into the mat for the win. I don't, know. I don't, yeah. I don't have a whole lot. It was an okay match. And you make that comment, Tanner, that stands out that Vikingo, we don't see him take the W a lot. Uh-uh. But if we go two weeks ago down in Mexico, CMLL, Triple Mania, he went over clean on Kenny Omega. Right. Clean. Yep. They don't mention that. Nope. Now, I don't know why. Because if, if, if Kenny Omega would have got beat over in New Japan – I feel like we would have still mentioned it on AEW. Right. Or vice versa. If he, if he would have won, even if he won down in Mexico. And I, I don't know if it's the relay. I know there's a bad relay. What's what's the bad relationship? There's no relationship with CML and New Japan, right? Correct. That's that's the neg- negative one. Right. Triple A is fine. Um, and... and was it CML that they were in that match? Triple A. It's Triple A, but we, we we didn't recognize it. What I'm saying, right? So that's kind of like I feel like with the whole Tony Khan being Forbidden Door, like I think you have to recognize that. Like, oh man, he went over Kenny Omega clean last week down in Tijuana or wherever the hell it was. Do Do you think he thinks it makes his guys look weak when if they take L's if they mention it? Hey, he took an L on foreign soil with the crowd against him and the hometown hero. You right. can play it up. Right. It's just old school storytelling. Yep. In my opinion. Yep. You're not wrong. Not wrong. We then got a preview for uh, well, Rampage they did during the main event. I, I believe I didn't really see too much of those matches. But Collision, they're going against SummerSlam on Saturday. So they're stacking up with. A lot of title matches. You got uh, CM Punk and the real world title, as he's proclaiming it is, with the X through the E on the AEW against Ricky Starks. You have um, world tag team title match, FTR versus Big Bill and Brian Cage. And then we have the TBS championship, Mercedes Martinez against Chris Statlander. Then next week, FTW championship on Dynamite, Jack Perry, RVD. A lot of championship matches coming up. All right, I'm going to say it. Get rid of this championship that Punk has. Either put it back with MJF, have them go one-on-one, or just drop it. Because now we're getting into that one thing we really didn't want, that true separation of the two shows, that brand split, because now we have a champion on both shows. I think we get a unification match at All Out in Chicago. I hope so. That's my That's my prediction. I hope so. Adam Cole... CM Punk, yeah, that'll be that'll draw some good tickets. 
Oh, you're already, oh, see, you're already showing your cards for your all-in predictions. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm just <laughs> swerving you. You don't know. <laughs> uh, but I, I hope that's where we're getting a unification match eventually because I don't want to see different titles on on different brands. I'm I'm okay if, you know, like right now we're seeing the, the tag titles and the trio titles really just on collision. That's fine with me. I just don't want to set on each show. No. Dumb. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. CM Punk's done some interesting stuff. As far and what I mean by interesting since he's returned, I didn't really see his character doing this stuff. Um, I don't know. I thought he'd be in hot, hotter angles, I guess. But I mean, Collision's doing well in the ratings, so we'll see. We'll see how he and Ricky do. Is is as much as Collisions is a good show? We've had two hundred episodes of Dynamite. And I, I feel like the diehard AEW fans, which I would consider the three of us there. Yes. Tune in every Wednesday night. Yep. Now, our demo, age group. 18 to 49. Okay. Which is a big group. <laughs> it's a big group. And it doesn't matter. I guess I, I could relate with a lot of 18 year olds. And I guess I could really with a lot of 49 year olds and I'm whatever. I'm not, at, I, there's a lot of times I'm not at home. Right. Or I got stuff going on at eight o'clock on a Saturday night and it right. gets DVR'd yep. or it doesn't get DVR because I'm busy and I forget about it. Yeah. So to me, dynamite is still the anchor show. Yep. As much as I love FTR, you guys know that. As, as much as I enjoy CM Punk, it to me it's still a dynamite is the anchor show. It it is not going to overtake uh, Collision because of the time slot, right? Or, or the day in the time slot, I should say. Yeah, yeah I, I do like how both shows have different different feels to them. You know, yeah, that's the nice thing. I mean, you know, a lot of times it's taped right after. Um, dynamite or a little before a little after however they want to split it up anymore but yet it still has a completely different feel legends are live paul yeah you're talking about rampage you're, you're talking about rampage i thought there's some of them that were taped i thought one, one's been taped so far and it but okay. it was it was taped on a thursday because well, okay. they, they, they don't want to have punk in, in the bucks and, and Kenny really in the same building unless they have to. So. Now, now I will I will give Rampage a little bit of credit because even though they tape it and we can get the spoilers the next day and, and sometimes they're live. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while we get a live one. But it's at 10 o'clock. Right. Okay. On a Friday night, 18 to 49-year-olds, if they go out, have dinner with a girlfriend, a spouse, a friend or whatever, have a couple drinks, they come home. Because they they have to work on Saturday or they got plans on Saturday, more than likely they're in front of a television by ten o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm a wrestling fan. There's there's fresh wrestling on at ten o'clock at night. I'm gonna watch it. Right. It's a better time gig. It is. I know it gets it gets messed up with the NHL playoffs and old damn Marty McSwirly winning Stanley Cups screws up our rampage. Um, but. Oh. I, I watch Rampage way more than I watch Collision. 
I will say Collision's more, um, they're both kind of DVR programs for me, but Collision, I will make sure I, I try to watch on Sunday. But Rampage, I will miss more times than not. But that's just me. Yeah. Just I, me. I can agree. Um, but I don't know. See, my my big problem right now is with the way Collision's going. Yes, it, it's got its separate show. It feels great. Um but the the punk that we have right now, I feel, is the punk we got in WWE after he walked out with the champion and came back yeah. to challenge Cena. Yeah. I, it's the exact same feel I'm getting every time I see him on TV. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see that again. I'm all right with it if you give me heel punk versus babyface MJF. Something we haven't seen. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Could you imagine the roles reversed there and and the mic work leading up to it? I think that'd be fun. It would be fun. That'd be a million bucks. I'm just enjoying the crowd liking MJF right now. I hope. I I think he's going to break all of our hearts, but I'm hoping I'm wrong, and maybe Adam Cole's the one that breaks everybody's hearts. No, I I think think you're right. I I love that he is just playing up the crowd. If he plays up the crowd the next month, And then breaks their heart, wins dirty, does something. That's perfect, MJF. Yeah, that's million dollar MJF. That's the bidding war of twenty twenty four, MJF. And he just yep. he just plays that up. Yep. Now, I don't think there is a bidding war, but that's just I think he already resigned. I do too. That's that's between him and TK, and they, you know, maybe maybe he signed a uh, a non disclosure thing saying if. If you if this gets out, you're toast, bud. But Majum's saying the way they're telling the story, Adam has to be the one to turn. Roddy Roddy Strong's gonna do something. He's gonna do something. They're, he's too involved. They're showing him too often. He's he's he'll, he's going one way or the other here. He'll get involved in a match, it all in and probably probably cost Adam the championship and yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I like a better, and I wouldn't even consider him a face right now. I don't consider MJF a face. But down going down the road, I, I, I don't know if I want him a face or a heel. He, he's he's too good at. I want to say he's too good at both. We haven't seen him much as a face, but I, I kind of want him to play the fence like he's doing right now. Well, and those guys are selling merch like crazy. I mean, uh, the monthly top seller, pulling up shopaw.com, gotta be better, better than you, Bebe's number one, and number nine is double clothesline. Sure. So you're saying you're making a couple bucks? Yes, a couple bucks. Let's and see didn't for the, double clothesline just come out like this week? Yeah, well, two weeks ago, I think. And the, the better than you baby shirt is number three top seller for the year. It's only been a shirt for about a month. Good yeah, Lord. The better than you baby was a was their first one. Yep, 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 yep. That's number it's three. Top three of the year of the year. You go Jay Briscoe tribute, which is awesome. That's still number one. Scissor me, daddy ass number two. Then better than you baby followed by Punk, the Elite have a shirt, Bullet Club Gold, and FTR. Bull Club Gold selling a lot of merch right now too, but Juice, the Juice is loose, man. Juice is a wild hog. <laughs> He's something. 
Uh, Majin says the way they've told it, MGF has learned to be a person again. He's not being his asshole self. He's learning. MGF has said people made him who he is. Yeah. He's, he's spot on. Mm-hmm. So Adam, and then he says, so Adam Cole leads him out or leads him on, turns, and Max goes full devil. All right. All right. A lot of de- devil worshippers in Tampa tonight. Yeah. I wonder how much longer till somebody throws a temper tantrum about him saying that on national yeah. television. Oh, somebody will. Somebody will. Uh, we then got the main event, the women's match. The lone women's match was the main event, which I can count on one hand. I think the times the uh, women's match has main evented Dynamite. Tony Storm defending her AW Women's World Championship against Akira Shida, AEW Original, against an outsider. Um, this match went a little long tonight, but that was fine. They told us they were going to stick it on, stay with it as long as the 60-minute time time uh, limit if they needed to. Uh, a lot of back and forth here. The um, outsiders uh, tried to help Tony as much as they could. They gave her spray paint at one point. They gave her a kendo stick at one point. But every time it looked like she was down and out, she kicked out. Two or three yeah. different times. We thought she was done. She kicked out. And in the end, uh, Tony Storm uh, sprays paint Sheeta in the eyes and connects with Storm Zero, but Sheeta kicked out, like I was mentioning. Sheeta then end up reversing Storm with a high stack pinfall, getting the win. Confetti comes down. Sheeta is now a two time AEW Women's World Champion. Ninth time that title has changed hands. Pretty cool way to end the uh, 200th episode of Dynamite. And I think it was Tony Schiavone made the comment. Of congratulating her, and said she she was the one that carried us through Daly's place during the pandemic. Right. Never got to defend the championship in front of anyone. Anyone, yeah. So I feel like once he made that comment, this was this was kind of a a thank you to her. Yeah. When he wanted to take care of her, show her how much he respected her. And appreciated her. So, I, I, like I said, at, at, at first I was not happy. Like this, this show is too good to, to just to have an outsiders come in and, and and cost her the match. And the way they did the finish, and and I'll show you, tell you later in my score. It, it boosted the points up pretty good. All right. Yeah, I love how Shivani, like you mentioned, said that, uh, you know, she carried the title at Daly's Place era. You know, Mox finally got a little little title run last year with the fans, and now she just got to get one. And and even though this is the other company, the WWE, I wish, I hope someday Drew McIntyre gets one too because he deserves his moment. I mean, anybody who held a title during that period, the toughest period we'd ever seen in the world, not just the pro wrestling world, um, they deserved a have their moment in front of the fans. So very cool for Sheeta. Well, I'm, all, I'm all for a AW original holding gold. Now Mox's thing was because of Punk. Though, <laughs> it was. Right? <laughs> it was. Except remember he did squash Punk and went into All Out last year as the champ, which was yeah, really yeah. that whole thing was weird. That whole it thing was very very weird. But yep. So uh, any other thoughts on the match? Or are we ready to get into uh, Wrestler of the Night and, and rating? I'm ready for wrestler and ratings. All right. So uh, let's go wrestler of the night first. Uh, Paul. 
Lead us off. All right. Well, um, this gentleman didn't wrestle, and uh, I'm probably going to steal somebody's, but I'm going MJF. Another fire promo. We get those all the time. Um, he he's really pulling on everybody's strings, and that that shoe's gonna drop soon, and he's gonna break everybody's heart. But I'm enjoying this run right now, and I always enjoy MJF on the microphone. So when he gets five minutes to just ramble on, I'm all for it. Yeah, he's great. And I'm gonna say somebody that. And, and you guys have been here a lot longer than me, but I'm, I would bet a dollar that neither one of you guys have ever made this guy wrestler of the night. Don't do it. Trent Beretta. <laughs> I've picked the best friends before. Individually though. Oh, not so. individually. I, I don't ever recall. No. Trent getting picked. I thought he looked amazing in that match. And, and whether you like, uh, whether you like, the thumbtacks, the barbed wire, whether that's your cup of tea or not. I feel like Trent Breda can perform in, in a match we saw tonight, or he can perform in a traditional professional wrestling match. So he adapted and he squeaked out a win. And I love that Tony Khan put the him over tonight. I really yeah, I did not see that coming. I did not either. And uh, so, yeah, definitely my wrestler of the night. After those two picks, I was going to go to easy route, pick Sheeta, because that would be very easy to do. She's in the title of this podcast. She's one of the two graphics on the gra- on the YouTube thumbnail tonight. But I'm not going to do that. And I'm going with the group tonight. I'm going with the Elite. Big day for them. Announced the re-signing for them and the company they built, established. They want to see it grow. They could have easily probably went to the WWE. But they would have taken on a more tougher schedule for their personal life they could have taken that on and see if they could have become you know elevate themselves maybe like cody did but no they wanted to stay in the company they built and and, and see it out and i respect that a lot so i'm going with kenny matt nick and even hangman page oh no you, tonight. you want cutler too uh yeah brandon you're, cutler, you're a cutler fan you look like a cutler. contract cutler. i look like a cutler <laughs> Uh, Majin asks, when are Proud and Powerful coming back? I want them to win those tactiles. They're long overdue for a run. Interesting you mentioned that because somebody mentioned that they believe Santana and Ortiz are on good terms again, finally. They are? After, yes. That was the latest report. So I, I figure it would have taken, and this is this is all real, I figure it would have taken that Eddie Kingston to sit those two boys down, slap the shit out of them, and said, look, yep, get get over your stuff. Because uh, I know Eddie was really close with him, but Eddie's been over in Japan for the last uh, a couple weeks in the in the G one. Yep. So. Yeah, and so Santana should be returning soon. I would think he he's been out of action since last year's blood and guts when his knee blew out. So, ACL wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Was ACL, pretty bad. PC, PCL, or PCM, or ABC. it might have been all three of them. Yeah, and I know at one point, at least on Twitter, he kind of teased a change in his character, he like he was getting ready to come back, and then it just went dark again. But but I agree with Majin. I hope they come back together and, and, and come back in a strong fashion because I, I can't believe in the early stages of AEW, especially they never got a run with gold. It's pretty yeah. hard to believe. I would yeah. really like to see them two versus the Hardys. That'd be a classic. That'd be classic. Oh, that'd be never, good. We never saw that in Impact, right? No. No. Not that I can recall. Back in Impact, what were they called? 
LAX. 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 Right, right. Yeah. And they weren't the original LAX. That was uh that was uh Hernandez and um Homicide. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Conan yeah. was involved in that too, right? Uh, and yeah. Conan might have set these two down. I don't like Conan now. I used to when I was a kid, big time. Uh but uh he might have set these guys down. He's a, he's opinionated. Yes, and Diamante was in there too. Yes, yes, yes. So, all right, uh, rating. Uh, we'll have Shep go first. Rating, like I said, um, I had a really high rating, and then that women's match started, and I was starting going down, 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 down. Then the last two minutes, it went back, 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 back up. So I think this is a pretty high rating for me for Dynamite, Dynamite two hundred. 8.3. Oh, wow. Chef's in the eights. I was in, I was thoroughly entertained tonight. All right. All right. So yeah, I'm guessing you want me to go now, Tanner. <laughs> sure. Tanner's reading tonight. So yes, you're next ball. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know how we do this. The writers are still on strike. I don't know what's going on here. Okay. Uh, nobody's giving me any clues or anything. Um, I'm probably the highest I have been since we started this podcast. Uh, I, I gave pretty high ratings when we first started because, you know, honeymoon phase and all. Uh, episode 200 delivered for me. I'm giving it an 8.9. Oh, my. Wow. Wow. I'm low man on the total pull tonight, and I had nothing wrong with this episode. It's just this. Wow. This, this number was already in my head, and I didn't think Shep was going to go above me, but he did. Um, eight point two tonight, but right. I had nothing, nothing really to complain about the match. I mean, I can't complain about the women's match tonight. That's usually my complaint. Yeah, um, mine too. <laughs> everything was pretty good. The one, the one match I didn't really care for was the ROH tag title match. Um, it, well, that was kind of filler for me. But the, the, I, I look at that match, and all four guys in that match. Are super talented. I agree with that. Um, I guess we go back to the the uh, Achilles heel of TK of no storytelling. Just throw four random guys in a match and say, "Oh, by the way, it's for the ROH tag titles." It's a little Bischoff WCW there. Bischoff did that a lot because he had the talent to do it. Yeah, but and same time. Hey, not that you just you hit rabbit hole, um, because you brought up Bischoff. Oh, Did boy. any of you guys watch Dark Side last night of Shit Stain? No, I want to though. That's the one I've been waiting for all year. So he's an asshole. No, I, I'm <laughs> getting caught up. I'm, I'm not saying the f word so we don't get the e e. Like, that's a gang sign, right? Whatever. Um, <laughs> no, it's like this ball. Well, that's that's the elite. Like this is like gay. Anyways. Uh, Back to my '90s rap days. Uh, I'm, I'm older than both of you guys. Uh, yeah, great, great Dark Side of the Ring last night. And he shit stain is shit stain. They, like the one, one of the few things I agree with Jim Cornette is that dude is the scum of the earth. And if he says "bro" one more time, like I was in the same room with him, I would punch him. I would never. I haven't hit anybody in old ever. Let's be honest. Look at me. I'm I'm not a a, a guy that's gonna fight. But I think if I'm in a room with him and he says "bro," I'm gonna try to punch somebody for the first time in my life. He is an annoying son of a bitch. I do not like him. I don't either. He was a a 
shit stain on professional wrestling in the 90s into the 2000s and screw him. I caught myself right there. I think I blocked him and Disco Inferno on Twitter. And I don't block a lot of people. I would just didn't want to see their stuff. I didn't even mute him. I blocked them both. Disco is an idiot. Yeah, he is an idiot. I mean, if you I, really... Uh, Majin's complaint tonight was the slap nuts who are out there just shouting for the women's division to change, blah, 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 yet are the ones who are either looking at their phones or leaving during them. Uh, yeah, one of one of the women from Tag Talk tweeted how there were tons of people who got up and went out during the women's match tonight, too. Yeah, I thought the crowd seemed a little dead for that match mm-hmm. until the very end. Yeah. And I, and I kind of said that, like, at the first, I'm like, man, we have a great show, and we had this match, and it just didn't take off right away. But it ended perfectly for me. Mm-hmm. The Brocast Podcast from Australia. What's hey. up, gentlemen? Hey, What's guys. What's up, guys? What's up, mates? Any Vegemite tonight, boys? I knew that was coming. I that's why I just I just I just knew the the Vegemite or, or a beer comment was coming. Carl, hey, let's yeah, have I was waiting on the beer comment. Carlton Dry, Carlton Dry. Let's go. No Fosters, no Fosters that's here. Fake, that's fake Australian beer. I know. It's fake. I know. Um, but no, good show tonight. Dynamite two hundred was cool. Seeing the old colors, it was cool seeing the tunnels back. Um, I don't know if they'll keep that stuff. I think it was just for tonight, probably. Oh, Did anybody catch gone. the Cody Vader was back too? The what? Cody Vader was back tonight? Yes. There was, a, there was a little square and it only caught for just a second during somebody's entrance and I don't even remember who. But uh, yeah, there was the square. You could tell that it was different than the rest. That's how the set was built. So. Yep. Because didn't Jade use that for a little bit after Cody left? She used it a couple times, yeah. and that was about it. Well, the WWE couldn't figure it out. So, cause remember how bad that looked, that Raw after Mania when he came back? So, now yeah. he just comes out and it explodes around him. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. So, well, uh, we were talking Cody Rhodes, so that's uh, yeah, a pretty good I, sign. I think that's so, a clue to... to move on to our next segment. Uh-huh. So, what do you guys want to talk about? Um, a documentary that came out on Monday? Yes. Peacock uh, released the American Nightmare Becoming Cody, Cody Rhodes documentary this past Monday, July 31st. Um, early previews were very well received. Early reviews were very well received of the documentary. And we all three watched it Monday. It was kind of funny how Paul had finished it. I was in the middle of watching it. And then Shep was just starting it. So we all kind of three uh, had different timelines. But I think we all three uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I was running on two hours of sleep. I almost did not watch it Monday. And I went, you know what? Yep. I, I, I'm i too big of a Cody Mark. I'll yep. admit it. Yep. Uh, I remember looking at that documentary and seeing him for the first time during Dusty's Hall of Fame induction. I've never had watched the Hall of Fame induction ceremony until Dusty's. It's the first time I had ever watched it. I've watched several of them since then, but Mm -hmm. then I became a Cody fan. The way he delivered that promo. So, I mean, he hadn't even debuted in the company yet, and I was already a fan. 
Yeah, you jumped on board uh, earlier than I did. Um, I, I mean, I remember it with Legacy with DiBiase and Orton, and, and I always saw the potential. Um, you know, and and, and I I liked his uh, his um, his uh, jeez, I I'm blanking. Ravishing. Uh, the ravishing and and, and and the dashing Cody Rhodes and dashing, you know, that's he brought he brought back ravishing. the classic the classic inter, intercontinental belt. I loved when he did that. But then he completely lost. <laughs> I know you do. That's a great looking belt. And then he lost me with the Stardust thing. And he made the right move for himself in 2016 and getting the hell out of the company. And then I started, you know, following some of his work on the dirt sheets. And then uh, about the time all in in 2018, that's when I really started getting invested in, in what Cody was doing and these guys that I kept hearing about named the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and. And they, I, I've said it many times on this podcast, they've saved my wrestling fandom because I was about done because I was so tired of the stale, predictable WWE product at the time. And um, then he came to AEW and we could do a whole podcast on what <coughs> what went wrong with that. But um, I think we can all agree he made the right move for himself. Being an AEW yep. fan, I still wish he was all elite instead of in WWE, but... He made the right move for himself, and he gives me a reason to tune in on Monday nights a little bit every week, I guess now. Um, but um, a lot of interesting comments were made, and you know, AEW footage was shown, BTE footage was shown, which Matt and Nick Jackson and AEW approved, um, which was great for them. And then Cody, you know, and Cody will go on record; he won't say anything bad about Tony Khan or AEW. But it was interesting in this documentary; he did state it was there was a personal reason. Mm-hmm. He left AW. I think I we'll like, eventually find out, but it's going to be years down the road. Oh, yeah, because he even said, I can tell you why I left, but I'm not going to. Majin says it was Kenny and Jericho that saved him. His wrestling fandom. Yep, those are good ones. Yep. And, you know, I'll be the first to admit, and we talk about this all the time, you guys follow the dirt sheets a lot. I don't. I still like to to be surprised you know i'll go get the the spoilers and stuff for um a rampage but for the most part i kind of stay away from those so finding out what cody was doing on the independence led me to bte very very quickly uh because i was curious as what cody was doing since he left and type it in and bte came up and i watched it and so yeah i i kind of followed along there instead of the dirt sheets but uh yeah it was an interesting run in the independence for cody if i take my AEW hat off but keep my cody fan hat on my, my mark hat on right whatever yeah i can't be more happier for cody yeah mm -hmm. and the reason is as much as i enjoy AEW, and I enjoy the difference we get from them over Stanford. I don't think Cody could have ever got a pop in AEW than he did at WrestleMania last year. I'm sorry, two years ago when he debuted against Seth Rollins. Mm -hmm. There were people crying because Cody was back. He would not have gotten that, and he didn't get that in AEW. Yeah, and in 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 I guess we're going to see it here at the end of the month. You know, we'll have a AEW show with 75 plus thousand people in it. So hopefully somebody gets that pop. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
because you know that place was shaken when Cody when that music hit the the uh, what was that? What's the, the Kingdom the, by Downstate? Yeah, but what's the wrestling what's the first? has more than one royal, royal family? Royal family, yeah, that one. Yeah. When that hit, they immediately knew which the dirt sheets already had it with with Cody, but they immediately knew it was him, and they just popped. We have not seen that kind of pop in AEW yet. Okay. Because of the size of the stadiums, the size of the fans. I get it. Okay. We're we're building up to that. And hopefully we get that in, in Wembley. Hopefully that something somebody gets that pop. So, like I said, taking my AEW hat off, keeping my Cody hat on. And then going into this past WrestleMania with Roman and the way that match played out. I mean, everybody in that whole place was completely shocked. Completely shocked. Completely thrown. Yeah. Cody didn't walk out, which gave him even more momentum. So, and, you know, this is a, a brandy note more than a Cody note on this one, but, um, she kind of showed why why her and some of his family don't always get along. Uh, you know, oh, well, he needed his mom and his sister there, but I was the only one who showed up. Well, no crap, because, you know, he even said that in the documentary, this wasn't finalized till two weeks before. The wedding was already planned that they kind of had to attend to, you know. So I, I understand them not being there. Cody seems to understand, but it's something Brandy doesn't want to let go of. And I'm so glad you brought that up, Paul, because I have Brandy's Twitter over here on my left monitor. And she kind of, interesting cryptic tweet yesterday. She sent out August 1st. It says, the truth always finds a way. Sometimes you just have to be patient, but it comes out. A lot of people think that's taking a shot at AEW, which she seems to do every couple months. She seems to still hold a lot of hostility hostility towards AEW. I'm starting to wonder, was Cody's personal issue with AEW something involving Brandy? Maybe they didn't have anything planned for her, and her contract probably expired before Cody's did, and so... They couldn't get anything for her, and Cody said, look, you know, she needs money, too. I'm following her. Her her, her, her few matches in ROH, she had a few matches in AEW, and then she had some weird faction where girls were shaving her head and stuff, whatever. Nightmare Collective, that was awful. Yeah. Um, Can't believe you remember that, too. Because uh, it was just that bad. Yeah, it was. it was odd. Awesome con, and then that uh, some random girl. I don't uh, know. What was that girl? Who showed up for like a month and then vanished? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. remember what her name was. Somebody in the comments help me out. Anyways, um, I, I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't care for it. Like I'm trying to be nice here, but in her her matches in ROH sucked. Okay, she she was so green. So green. <laughs> and, and Majin says, no offense, but why would they have playing stuff for Brandy? She was the drizzling shits. Which is why Tanner and I are over here laughing as you're talking, Chef, because both of us are reading this comment. I know. I, I think... I, and, and again... He's not wrong. No. Hey, and, and, and I don't want to sound 
like an asshole, but she was really good at the announcing thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah she that was. was her stick. Oh yeah. She was really good at that. That was, that was what she was good at. And yeah, I just, so if that was the personal issue that, which, which would be really, really, it would be weird, but weird because I, I feel like Cody would be like, Hey, look, <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I guess I've been married long enough. Like <laughs> if, if I come home and I'm like, Hey, Hey, honey, the uh, lasagna is not your thing, man. Let's not do it again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like, let's try something else. Let's, let's, you know, <laughs> let's go something on. You know, meatloaf. Eh, it's not good tonight. Let's let's try something else. <laughs> like, I feel like I I could almost get away with yeah. it without being stabbed. Almost. <laughs> you'd still probably get the couch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, she'd be like, "There's a turkey sandwich in the damn fridge. Go help yourself." Um. So I, I would think at some point in time with Cody's expertise, he's going to like, look, hon, it's, it's it's time to move on. Like, I'm going to go on to to WWE, and obviously they're not going to offer you a contract, but it's what's best for us. I, would th- I think that talk had to happen. Yeah, you know, he, he says it wasn't financial related, it wasn't creative related, but it, it's hard to – I don't know. I think it might have still been one of those uh, – um, I personally think maybe Cody had a vision for AEW and TK's vision was going a different direction and they just couldn't see eye to eye. I, you know, it's interesting to me. I think how collisions formatted right now, it's kind of more of an old school show format, like a more of a Georgia Southern wrestling format a little bit with CM Punk and FTR kind of pulling some strings there. If that was around, maybe that was more Cody's forte or maybe what he wanted dynamite to be. But I don't know. Uh, it seems like neither he or Tony want to talk about it. They still want to have a respectable, respectable relationships. So maybe, maybe eventually down the line, we find out the real reason why he left. I think he made the right move for himself. As much of a Cody fan I am and an AEW fan I am, I think he made the right move for himself. I think we can all agree on that. Um, and as much as we rip the WWE, they do a great job on documentaries like this. And this one, they hit out of the park. Oh. Man, yeah. Absolutely. I like um, when Cody's talking about Dusty passing, he references a promo that Dusty cut. And he says, no matter how much I look, I can never find it. And then when they show him getting ready to go up for his debut at WrestleMania, they play the clip that Cody was talking about. I might have popped a little bit for that. My fiance actually got her to watch this with me, and I mean she's not a huge wrestling fan. She'll watch stuff now and then, but she right. she knows I'm a big Cody Rhodes fan. <laughs> and a chuckle. So we were actually talking about today. She came away with uh, I would say she's less of a Cody Rhodes fan after watching this documentary really? than she was. She thinks he's really full of himself. And the comment she didn't like was, and I told her he's a very confident guy, and especially in this segment, this this statement he made, which she didn't like, she didn't like how he referred to himself as the best wrestler in the world. I said, well, he's kind of, he kind of has to think that I said, I don't personally think he's the best wrestler in the world. I think he's very good, but I don't think he's the best. But It was just, it was just kind of interesting how, you know, she came away to the documentary, not as much of a Cody Rhodes fan as as she was going in. 
you got to think that though, if you're Cody, that's what I was saying. You you got to have that mindset. First of all, you're having a documentary done on you mm-hmm. that's outside the network. You're you're doing it for Peacock, which I'm guessing is the largest streaming service in the world with NBC, right? Yeah, it's got to be right there. And the only other person to have this documentary done is freaking Ric Flair. So sorry, your company. Sorry, sorry if you come in there. Like I'm not like harping on your fiance here, Tanner. Okay. No, that's fine. No, that's hey. She, she, Maybe I am. Go tell, for it. Go for it. Go tell for it. Go for it. Sorry if you come in there with a little bit of a swag. Like yeah. Okay. Ric Flair was the first person to be picked, literally the greatest of all time, the GOAT. And then the next person they pick is me. I'm gonna have a little bit of a I'm gonna have a little bit of a, a shit walk. I mm-hmm. like look at me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, he, he kind of mentions it throughout the uh documentary. He was Dusty's kid for so long. It was, oh, that's Cody Rhodes, he's Dusty's son. To he's now, hey, that's Cody Rhodes. So I mean, you, you gotta when you that happens to you, you've gotta have a little bit of that ego. Yeah. Now I do love the best, maybe the little bit of the cocky part of the Cody thing is when he wins his senior state championship wrestling and he hands him a piece of paper and says, You announce me as Cody Rhodes, not Cody Cody Reynolds. Mm-hmm. And he gives the bow. Yep. Which to me reminds me of the Triple H bow. Yes. Now he wanted to leave his amateur wrestling boots in there. But he said, I, I would have got a bunch of shit if I th- just threw those away. But that was just letting everybody know I was done. I'm not obviously the guy could have wrestled collegiately. He he was a two time state championship. I'm sure there's any collegiate program in the area, I don't know about division one that would have taken him. Um, but he obviously had the, uh, chance to go to the next level. He said, this is no, yep. not me. Not for me. Yep. Not for me. And then, and then when he left college and to do the whole acting thing, there was one thing that stood out when he enrolled in this, I think it was Howard fine Academy, right? Mm-hmm. What's the one thing that stood out to you that he did there? Tapped into his past life to really. He took the emotions um, class. Yes. Yes. I don't. I. I. I don't think it's called the emotions class, but. Right. Right. But I. Yeah. That's the first. That's one of the first things he enrolled. Yeah, I, I enrolled in the basic thing, but I'm going to go with this emotion thing because he knew that professional wrestling and emotions tie in together, and I need that, mm-hmm. and it paid off. I was I was pretty fascinated with the whole Bruce Pritchard Vince McMahon story. They went down and met with Cody like that. I mean, Flew and Kevin Owens mentions Cody. it. Oh. Vince McMahon doesn't go to everybody's house when when Vince McMahon flew to your house. Yeah, that's a big yes. that's yeah a big effing deal. Yeah, yeah and, and it was cool. You know, Dave LaGreca was on of Busted Open on Sirius XM Radio. Does a you great know, job. Hold on, hold on. I love Dave LaGreca. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm a Busted Open fan. 
what the hell's up with that haircut? Oh, I never know. <laughs> like, like, come on, LaGreca. You're 50 some years old. Act like a, you're not 30. I never know what LaGreca's doing with his hair, but uh, uh, it was interesting. LaGreca rants. So. Oh, they're great. They're phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was interesting. You know, they're, they're going back to early 2022 last year when Cody was working without a contract, this and this. I remember following along on, the, on all the wrestling websites. I'm like, Okay, now we're, we, they're going to work it out, you know. They're going to work it out. And then I remember it was my birthday last year, February 15th, when the news broke that he and Brandy were out of AEW. And that story overtook the return news of Stone Cold Steve Austin last year on the same oh, day. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, I mean, like Paul was mentioning earlier, you know, Cody bet on himself when he left the WWE, got his star level that much higher to where he returned Look where he is now. Doesn't have gold yet, but I think I think it's coming. So, what do you think of speaking of uh, Tanner's uncle, Triple H? Since you know he's a Connecticut guy, I was just going to say, you know, Vince has done two trips like that. He flew out to Fort Wayne to sign Tanner. Yeah, I I mean, I didn't know Tanner and his fiance are moving to Stanford, Connecticut next week, but. Uh, whatever uh, yeah stuff happens hopefully they got good internet out there for you tanner so you can join us on the pod <laughs> but oh he uh, won't even be here next week he's gonna you know be dotting the line or dotting the i's crossing the t's making sure that's a, a multi-million dollar contract well he's moving in that six thousand square foot mansion in stanford connecticut you know <laughs> so <laughs> good for him um God, where did I go? I, I started on this rant, and then I got sidetracked. Oh, you were talking oh, about like, Vinny. No, I was talking about trips. Like yeah, Close enough. Do you, so, you know, Cody made a comment that he still talks to the – he maybe talks to the Bucks more now than he did before. So he's still in good with the click, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then Trips comes on and makes the comment and calls him a secondary company. And I know that pissed TK off and he he had a bunch of rebuttals to his to his credit. That's correct. But this isn't the first time that Trips did that. If you remember the Hall of Fame with DX and Billy Gunn t shirt company. He called him a pissant company, yeah. So obviously Trips has a little bit of a chip on our shoulder or beef against them and refuses to recognize them as a contender. Mm -hmm. And I remember back in the day prior to AEW, WWE could not, could care less about TNA slash impact. And then all of a sudden, what two years ago, we get Mickey James, the TNA championship on, on on a women's Royal rumble. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that it had to do with AEW. Yeah. Because AEW was mixing with NWA at the time with the women's uh, women's uh, competitor. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I'm guessing Cody had to sign off on most of this stuff. Like, does, he just lets Trips say that because it's Trips? Probably. Mm-hmm. He did smash his throne. Yeah, you how can't tell that, me you can't tell me Hunter doesn't still hold out against him. How is that not brought up in the documentary though? 
I don't um, know. Because that's why Cody's not champ right now. <laughs> well, Trip said, look, you smashed my throne. You don't get it this year. I don't know. <laughs> Long, awkward silence. Yeah, well, I'm reading Majin's comments here. Yeah, because Tanner Majin stopped says, reading them out. Sorry. Long. NXT at the time uh, when they went head to head was looking at, at as a third brand and NXT got demolished. Oh, congratulations! You beat our developmental. It's yeah. pretty much how they how they acted. So, and you know what I laugh is AEW's doing just fine for themselves, and they they're not gonna beat WWE right now. WWE has such a head start, and WWE's in their own little boom period right now. I'll give them credit; they're selling out in every town they go to. They're breaking merch records, this and that. But at one time, they were kicking WCW's butt, too, and then WCW got hot and beat them 83 weeks in a row. Stuff can flip, and AEW's not even a four-year-old company in its fourth year, and they're doing pretty damn good for themselves. They might mm-hmm. not be neck and neck, but they're all an, an alternative, and that's what they set out to do, give people yeah. another option to watch every week, and they're doing I, just I, that. I would say at this point, AEW's put a dent in the bottom line of WWE. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Which, which, if you're, if you're Vance, God damn it, pal, that's some good shit. <laughs> I, you, you know, Vince has had to recognize that and and see where that money's going. Oh, I'm sure Vince has recognized it, but Vince's not an idiot. That that's probably kind of is. Well, I mean, well, in a way, but. We're not going to look at the other business stuff. wise. Business, yeah, wise. yeah. I, I've got a feeling that's probably what led to the sell or the sale of WWE. Is Vince went, look, I can't keep doing this. We got this young company coming up. They're doing, they're they're doing okay for themselves. Uh, um, they're still a piss ant t shirt company, but they're doing okay for themselves. We're losing some money, but not a whole lot. Let's go ahead and sell before we tank. No, I think he, I I think he just wanted to sell, then find somebody that would still let him hang around because nobody wants to no. work with him. I, I, dis- I, dis- I disagree no. with you, Paul. I feel Vince had enough money to, to run this the next 20, 30 oh, yeah. years on his own. If he could yeah. sell yeah. long. The reason Vince sold is because he removed himself from the board at the time. Great. I'm done. I had all these allegations against me. Yada, yada, yada. I'm out. Still has. I sell, I sell to ABC and say, look, ABC, I'll sell you this for this amount of money. But guess what? You're going to reinstate me into this. And they're like, well, that's a hell of a deal. Done. So now Vince says, hey, look, I took myself out, but these guys reinstated me. So I work for them. In a, in, in a sense, I'm using air quotes. Right. Right? And and so that's the only reason Vince sold is to get himself back in the door yep. because his 77 year old ass can't quit and won't and, quit. And, He'll die writing a script for Monday Night Raw. He really will. And Endeavor was the company that would take him on. Yeah. Yep. So yep. that's why he yep. sold. But any other thoughts on the. Uh, American Nightmare becoming Cody Rhodes documentary or any other rabbit hole we just went down. 
Um, if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. Yeah, it was really good. Great, great, great doc. Uh, I'm a huge documentary guy. I love watching those. Me too. Me too. Um, I was really intrigued by the first probably 45 minutes of the doc of how they portrayed Dusty as involved with Cody. And I really wanted to hear the side of Dustin's. Yes. Because Dustin, and I think Cody's mom made a comment that Dustin and Cody are 10 years apart. Mm -hmm. So that means Cody's 37, Dustin's 47, let's say roughly. I think Dustin's in his 50s, so I think it's more than 10 years apart. It was 10 years between the sets of children. So apparently. Yeah, Dustin's 54. So, yeah. Cody's 37, 38. Yep. Yeah. I would really love to hear Dustin's in this doc. I really would. Um, but they portrayed Dusty to be one hell of a father, mm-hmm. even though he was still on the road. They portrayed and and one thing that I caught the hospital picture of Dusty holding Cody as he's first born. Did anybody notice anything in that first picture? Mm-mm. The dude had freaking stitches over his eye from gigging the night before. <laughs> Of course he did. You know that was. Of course he did. I mean, Dusty's yeah, just... in, in uh, scrubs, right? In a mm-hmm. scrub hat, and he had he's holding he's holding little baby does or uh, Cody, and he's got freaking uh, what do you call those little band aid strips? The whatever. Yeah, are they butterfly or something? Butterfly like strips instead yeah. of stitches. Strips. He's got them over his eye because you know obviously he got busted open yeah. the night before. Um, and I think Dusty's been on record before saying literally he got done wrestling a match, cleaned up, got on yep. a plane, and just made it before yep. Cody yep. was delivered. Yep. And I know Cody and Teal had a lot different upbringing than Dustin. And there's another sibling that never gets mentioned. There's another sister. I don't, I don't even remember her name. I don't think she has much to do with the family. Well, um, older. They 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 said her name in this doc, didn't they? Early. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Maybe what it was. one time, but I know because Dustin and Dusty for a while didn't have a very good relationship. Right, and Dustin went on record in the past before saying he was jealous of yes. Cody because yep. Yep. Dusty and Cody had such a relationship, yep. and Dusty was gone through most of Dustin's mm-hmm. childhood. Mm-hmm. So, so speaking of that, how would you? And they, and they they had a good ten minute segment on this. How do, how do you look at the thing where you had Cody struggling on WWE television and then you had Dusty having his kids on NXT, a.k.a. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, uh, Charlotte Flair. Seth Rollins. Seth Roman Reigns. Um, and Yeah, th- those guys were considered... Dusty's kids because he wanted to make sure they were taken care of and in the future. And yet you got Cody on national television, just struggling his ass off. Mm. And, and Cody basically came out and said like, that pissed me off. I, I had a lot of resentment there. Yeah. He said, those are his kids, but I'm his actual kid. And Sammy even made the reference. He goes, you know, I think, uh, you know, Cody didn't like the fact that we were Dusty's kids, but it was just the same. We weren't. Yeah, his yeah, we didn't take it kids. that seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it was really some emotional stuff there. So oh, wow. another thing, looking through all that NXT footage we saw, um, there was a match between uh, uh, Roman and Seth versus uh, Dustin and Cody for the ta- or Gold Dust and Cody for the yes. uh, tag titles going on and on. There's one guy we missed. Anybody knows who we missed? Ambrose. Not one footage of Ambrose in that whole doc. Nope. Nope. That was a purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's arguably the face of AEW. Or has yeah. been since the inception of AEW, along with the Elite and Jericho. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. We say Ambrose. We're talking about John Moxley. Yes, yes. For those that don't know, um, lastly on Cody, I think he goes over Brock Saturday. I'm still surprised they're not doing a stipulation, but I think yeah, I, th- I don't see how he doesn't go over. Yeah, uh, and the last thing I'll say because I thought this was really cool, and nobody else probably caught this, but I did because I'm a fan. Dusty was wearing a Cleveland Brown shirt, and I did one see of the pictures that. with Cody. I did see that poor guy. Popped yeah. a little bit for that one. And poor guy. No, good team to support. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland really, Rocks. Really, really, Paul. Hey, it's better than Denver. Nah. Denver sucks. Not the uh, team, just the city. Nah. The whole state. Nah. The whole freaking state of Colorado sucks. Nah. I'm surprised you didn't get, like, you know, secondhand contact buzz while you were there. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's, that's yeah. the thing, like... I noticed – I was expecting that, okay? But I noticed if you're downtown Denver compared to up in the, the right. mountain towns, completely different. different. Totally different. Completely different. Um, yeah. Just downtown not, Denver's got some problems they need to figure out. Not, not my cup of tea. Um, and – <laughs> Screw that airport. That airport sucks. I've luckily never really had any bad experiences with it, but I, I do. I could see how it was. Yeah, yeah, I could see how it could be a mess. You know what? I tell you what. Well, we're going to ask Tanner in five years, okay, Paul? We're going to keep this going in five years, okay? Just yep. like so in five years, Tanner's going to have a, a three and a two year old. Okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. And Tanner's I, I'm go. thinking like a one-year-old and a three-year-old. Yeah, I, I mean, still, oh my god, <laughs> I was, I was pretty quick on my deal. So we're gonna give Canada the uh, credit uh, he's due here. So he's gonna have a three and a two-year-old. He's gonna go out for one of his Broncos games, and he's gonna come back, and he's gonna go. Oh my god, I got the stroller, I got the car seats. I man, I mean. There's 2,500 people in security. Like I, I just couldn't deal with it. You know, I'd take a tram to the next, the next gate. It's like, yeah. God damn it, Shep was right. We told you this in 2023, Tanner. Damn it, shit. And and then he's gonna pull Uncle Vinny, and he's gonna be like, Shep, that's it. You're fired. <laughs> well, that's no, that's fine. As long as you say I told you so, you're right. I did. Uh, we, we we ran for a while tonight. Uh, do you guys want to yeah. do a quiz or not? No. Yes. 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 Do it. Damn it, Shep. Do, all right. So I'll give you guys an option this week. Do you want to do a quiz I've picked out for you, or would you guys like to pick your own quizzes? Mm. Doesn't mm. have to be the same quiz you guys take. 
Nope, I say Tanner picks it. All right. <laughs> Are we doing this one by one, or is this going to be a combined effort? Paul's like, shit. What do you guys want to do? I'll, I'll, I'll leave it up to you. You want to do a combined effort this week, or do you want to? Let's do a combined effort. I think Paul and I's right. minds could could right. really dominate any Tanner's quiz. All right. All right. If only here. he made these. He's not smart enough to make his own quiz. <laughs> I'm too lazy to make my own quiz. I mean, I, he seemed to really like the tournament idea I sent him, but have you seen anything done with that yet? No. Ooh, I, no, I do like the tournament thing, though. You know, give me two weeks, Paul. I'll get on it, okay? <laughs> Life's a little busy right now. Ah, what do you got going on? Nothing. Uh, yeah, not, not much at all. Uh, let me see if I can... Playing in that I first, just... baby. No, not yet. God, hey, where's the honeymoon? Uh, uh, it's not in the country. Let's, let's put it that way. Well, mine was in Dominican, and so my first kid has a shirt that says made in the Dominican, just let you know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so I zoomed in, so hopefully you guys can see this better when I share my screen this week. <laughs> hopefully this works. <laughs> WD Heavyweight Champions. WWE Heavyweight Ooh. Champions. So there's 54 of them. You got six minutes from the year 2002 to 2013. So can you guys see that screen good enough? Or do you want me to zoom in at all? I can see it. I can see it. See it? All right. So yeah. one at one by one, one guess, Paul, one guess, Austin. All right, you go first, Paul. Vice versa. And I'll all type right. as fast as I can. So starting right. now. Triple H. Rock. No. What? Jericho. Benoit. Uh, yeah, but that's one I just can't spell. Rey Mysterio. Guerrero. Nope. Edge. Brock. No, Chip is struggling. Whoa. This is World um, Heavyweight Championship. Big gold. Big gold belt. Big gold. Big gold. Big gold for WWE. Yes, after WCW had their run with it. Um, okay, oh. Mike. Uh yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I just drew a blank. Booker, Booker T. Yeah, there you go. That's who I was gonna say. Keen Booker. Or Keen Booker, there you go. Yeah, Mark close. Henry. Good pull, Paul. Um, holy shnikes. I missed one on that. I got 53 out of 54 on this. Of course. Kane. Who'd you say, Paul? Kane. Take Trying to help. Uh... Yeah, that's like I. Mm -hmm. Wow! Oh, Batista. angle, angle. Oh, go ahead. I heard another one there. What was you the other one? 
Batista. There you go. I was waiting for that one. Yeah. Orton. Uh, Orton. Yeah, Orton. Yep, I'm waiting for that one, too. Uh, damn. Cena? Yep. He was the last one. Man, this is a shot in the dark. Big show. A pull. Oh, the Miz. Yeah, that's a good one. No, WWE champ. I couldn't remember if he had it or not. Mick Foley. No. Stone Cold? Nope. Yeah. You guys are missing some of your kick yourselves. JBL. Michaels. Who'd you, you say, Michaels? Michaels. Yep. One elimination chamber. Okay. No, no JBL, right? No JBL. Um,. Man, it, oh, Jeff Hardy. Okay. Uh, you kind of start looking down the timeline, see who beat who, too. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. 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 And I'm trying to think of people. Oh, and, Rob Van Dam. WWE champ. Man, we got a minute 48, Shep. Come on. Uh, We're slacking here. Matt Hardy. No, he was ECW champ. Um, yeah. All right. Um, Test. No. No. I'm trying to think of WCW guys who won it after it officially became. Yeah. Sting? No. No. That's too late. No. Uh, We got to get at least 13 more, Shep. Come on. You got a minute. Farouk? No, I'm not typing that. No. I didn't think so, but it was worth a shot. I'm just throwing names out here now. You got two of them at least that you're going to really kick yourself. At least two. Did Flair win it as WWE? No. No. Okay. So that eliminates Bret Hart. Yes. You have three. Three that you're going to kick yourself. At least three. I got all of Evolution, so I'm not upset with myself. Yeah, You should be. You got Randy Orton? You yeah. got Orton already. What you you're a big fan of one of these guys, Paul. Or were. I think you still are. Oh man. Christian. Okay. Oh. Was that the one, Tanner? No, it actually wasn't the one I was thinking of. I tried the Miz. I tried 
You got Goldberg. Oh, Punk. You got Great Cully, CM Punk. That was the one I was referring to. Jack Swagger. That was the one I missed. Dolph Ziggler. Daniel Bryant, guys. Sheamus, Alberto Del Rio. Rio. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler. I thought yeah. I said Sheamus. Maybe nope. I just thought it and no. then decided not to say it. You so did. you guys combined for uh, 78%, which is above the average score of 75. There you go. We're above average. Yeah. It's because, you know, it's like freaking August 3rd here now. We're on a whole new day. We are. Uh, I'm we just are. glad nobody knows what to I mean, do. We have, so we're good. It's it's 2023. And we haven't had this belt since 2013. 2013. So it's, been years. it's been a decade. Yeah. Yeah. It was won by mainly the same guys. So. Okay. So, so next one. I think we should throw it out there. I mean, I don't want you to study on it, Paul, but I'm thinking like ECW champion or something like that. I can do ECW. I'm all for ECW. Majin's been saying Intercontinental, which I've taken that one. It's pretty difficult. It's good, though. Intercontinental goes back to what, the 70s? There's a lot of titles. (laughs) Yeah. Is it 60s or 70s? I think it was 70s, if I'm not mistaken, but I have taken that one already. It's, It's fun. It's fun. So, yeah. Good are stuff. You ga- Good are stuff. you game, Paul? I'm game. Okay. Well, next week, obviously, there's gone, right? Right. Uh, so, next week is going to be the roast of Tanner. It's all right. <laughs> we <laughs> might cover Dynamite at some point. We'll eventually get to a Cody segment. It's going to be like a three hour podcast <laughs> where two and a half hours is just all roasting Tanner. Hey, it's your show. You can do whatever you want next week. So, oh, don't tell us. All that. right, maybe not whatever you want, but I'm just gonna say now. Just, just be prepared. I'm gonna go ahead and mark next week's episode as explicit. Wouldn't expect anything different. Was it be- because of you, Paul? It might be. Okay, not me. Hey, hey, Shep. Did wow. you see my text earlier today? Dynamite was on episode 69 when oh, yeah. kicked off. Yeah, it was. Look, I'm I'm 40 years old, guys. I'm trying to be mature at my age. 69. Don't, don't try to get the cheap pop out of me, okay? 69. You know what I hope happens Saturday, just so I can hear Shep rant about it next Wednesday uh, and, and on Thursday? I hope Brian Cage and Big Bill become tag champs. I quit. <laughs> I quit. It's not going to happen. I don't want to. Uh, man, you know how long it's been no. since I've done a true podcast by myself. I don't want to do that again. Yeah, it's oh. struggle bus. You you will oh. do it by yourself, Paul, because I will throw so many F-bombs. It'll be ex- explicit plus 74. And I said I went to 74 because 69 wasn't a good enough number. But no, and I, I and, Go ahead. and if. Goldberg debuts next week on Dynamite to challenge somebody at All Out. There will not be a KOP podcast until KOP retires. <laughs> all all oh. you loyal listeners, we appreciate you. But Goldberg shows up next week. We gone. Anybody with the name Bill, I guess. Frick, yeah. No, no, Shep. If he shows up next week and Tanner's prediction for Saturday is right, we'll come on here and we'll spend two hours just talking about how terrible. Big Bill and Bill Goldberg are. Oh, okay. Well, and then we'll explicit. sign off. Join Tanner next week for another yeah. episode of KOP. No, that that'll be explicit. And that's fine. But yeah, I'll be over it. 
No, I, I think yeah. FTR FTR retains. I think we got FTR bucks for the tag titles at all in. That's my prediction. Yeah. Yeah. Not tree not not the trios match we want, but just two on two. That's my prediction. I'm all for it. Well, no, all in, we're good there, but all out, we get the trips match. Hey, that's fine with me because I still get would get a shirt and you'd have to do shots because the bets were all in. So <laughs> just saying. I that new God. Cody shirt uh, is pretty pretty nice looking. Tanner, do you polish that bell a little bit? It looks awful shiny. Just a light. Oh. Yeah, last time I got it back after he had it, I had to sanitize that thing. I don't know what he did, but it was filthy. We well, never know. <laughs> never mind. Shawn Michaels never ended up, are you? Yeah. I don't know. Tanner, Tanner's neighbor's Shawn Michaels, so. <laughs> I mean, he just calls we, him up and he's like hey uncle hickenbottom <laughs> i want to redo your photo shoot but i only have one belt think it'll work jesus didn't know tanner was a big photographer <laughs> he's a fan of the selfie stick oh, i'm so glad i'm taking next week off <laughs> yeah tanner will be out on assignment yeah in stanford God damn it, Bill. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you said it too good, Bill. All right. That, that, that guy might be in jail. We <laughs> come next week, this time next week. I don't know. That guy, man. Well, All right. We've crossed he, the two hours. He's, he's your uncle there, Tanner. So. Uh, he's right. You know what? Hey, if you know what? Looking at it. As a as a professional wrestling fan, and Paul, you could agree with me. If Vince McMahon was my uncle, it'd be pretty fucking cool. That would be there. It is. is. <laughs> two hours. That would two be pretty hours. cool. That would be pretty cool. Let's <laughs> just say it'd be pretty yeah. freaking cool. It would be. It would be. All right. All right. Know, he might be a creep piece of you know what, but it's still it's my uncle. Yeah, my uncle's, I still can, pretty I, famous. I can say Vince McMahon's my uncle. I'd be pretty. Shane McMahon's your cousin? That's yeah. Cool. Dude, Shane and I, I think Shane and I could party. I think you and Shane could have a good time. I think together. Shane and I could have a great time. We're, you know, we're going to have to do that some sometime. We're going to have to list our Mount Rushmore of either current or, or former pro wrestlers we'd like to party with. That'd be pretty fun. That'd be a fun. We'll list. do it next week. Okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'll send in my list ahead of time. All right. Send your list. I have a couple already. Uh, you, you Why gonna, are you laughing, You, you want to bring that up, Tanner? <laughs> oh, there, 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 there's some comments that we're, we're debating whether or not we bring it up. But I'm going to wrap the show because we've been doing this for over two hours. And I, you know, it's 1230 here, which means <laughs> uh, it's August 3rd. And I'm not going to mention what today is. So I'm going to wrap this show before it gets brought up. All right, so uh, be sure to check out kickingoutshop.com where you can get some cool KOP merchandise, support a great podcast while you do it, and uh, be sure to listen to the uh, Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcast, and if it happens to be Apple Podcast, well, leave us that five-star review because we are five-star KOP, which if you go look right now, that is true. I'm not lying. We are five-star KOP. 
Be sure to follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to follow your KOP Predictions Champion at TannerLee92. Follow Austin at TheShep27. Be sure to follow myself at PaulZartman921. And with that, for Tanner Lee and Austin Shepard, I'm Paul Zartman. Join Shep and I again next week as we kick out yet another podcast.